Welcome to the Conversion Tracking Playbook, where we share how to overcome tracking challenges that e-commerce brands face today and real-world examples of transforming data into insights. Welcome back to another episode of the Conversion Tracking Playbook. I'm your host, Brad Redding, and today is episode number 50. So I wanted to give a big thank you to all of my listeners, all two or three of you out there. Just kidding. But really appreciate everyone who listens and sends messages and notes and gives feedback on the show and episode. Even if I don't respond to everything, I read everything and uh, really helps. So today I'm going to be talking about Reports that I'd analyze for holiday performance. So we are in holiday. It is actually really early right now recording this. And everyone in my world, at least in our world, and like you are in the middle of Q4, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and everything goes into post-holiday analysis and optimization into 2023. There's a lot going on. So I had a customer ask me a question recently about, hey, can you just help me do some year-over-year analysis and essentially performance review going into holiday? He was coming off of October, which was a little bit softer than normal and really wanted to try to get a, a sense of what should we expect as a business going into November, December? And is there anything that we can learn from October that could help us forecast what holiday will bring us? So... These are reports. I'm going to keep this fairly high level. I won't go too deep into the weeds here, but these are going to be things I would look at if I really only had access to Google Analytics data, maybe Google Ads data, but definitely not Facebook or an attribution tool or anything else that the brand might be using. So I'm just going to go through what I would look at if you pose that question to me. Hey, Brad, can you just help look at my analytics data? and give me a sense of what's happening year over year. Those are the questions. That's the question I'm going to answer through these different reports and metrics. So let's start with metrics that I would look at in a year over year basis. So the first thing, I am a big trend guy. I like to change and translate metrics into ratios and percentages as much as possible. For those that have been with Elevar long enough, you might remember our Insights product or Insights feature that we had inside our product where we translated a lot of common Google Analytics metrics into trend lines so we can see little blips up and down to help us focus in on where there might be problems or opportunities. So that is one thing I like to do with all of my metrics that I, that I can. And you can do this either through universal analytics and custom reports. You can pull it into Data Studio and blend two metrics. So if you just had, I'm going to be terrible thinking about this on a fly, but you can pull two metrics in Data Studio and then just essentially select them both, right-click, do blend data, and then you can create a formula off of that and then turn it into a line graph or something similar. So you can do that. I like to I like trends and ratios because it helps me get a a clearer picture on what's actually happening. So is, is something really changed in November or is that metric been up or down for the last six months, but we're just looking at it right now. So we have a little bit of that tunnel vision thinking. So with that said, the main metrics, these are no surprises here. I'm going to look at sessions. I'm going to look at conversion rate. I'm going to look at revenue per visitor. I'm going to look at AOV. I'm going to look, going to look at revenue. 
I'm not really going to look at things like bounce rate and other engagement metrics just because they are influenced so much or they can be influenced so much by things that can cause a bounce rate to go up or down that really isn't indicative of any traffic level changes. So those big metrics, some of them overlap like AOV and RPV, conversion rate, et cetera. Those all play into one another. But I do like looking at them separately just to see if there are any big changes. And you'll these other reports that, I, that I'll get into in a second will help us dig into, okay, why is AOV down? It, are we seeing the percentage of discounts going way up? So those are the big metrics looking at just to kind of give me a level set of, okay, where are we at this year compared to last year? What was your goal for this year? So were you forecasting a 20% increase, a 10% increase, a 100% increase? Where was the goal coming into the year? Where are you at this year? How does that compare to last year? So if the goal was to double, so grow 100%, but sessions are only up 20%, I don't really need to go much further than that to say, okay, is it traffic was too expensive to buy? Were you banking on doubling through conversion rate increases or revenue per visitor increases, which is ultimately a combination of average order value and conversion rate? If that was the case, then... What are you testing? Are there any tests happening or any optimizations, any big product rollouts, bundling strategies, et cetera? So that would frame that conversation without really having to go too much deeper. If sessions were 100% more than last year, but revenue is only 50% to goal or maybe revenue is 50% over goal, who knows? Definitely have customers sitting in both ends of those spectrum. That would lead to a different conversation. So if we go, the revenue is down, even though sessions were up 100%, then that would tell me as an analyst, I need to go dig into behavior. So it could be on-site behavior. It could be funnels that people are coming in through based on channels. Some of it might be impacted by things you can't really see in GA. So it could be quality of traffic. You could see a huge spike of traffic coming from TikTok, but it could be some random post that it was a bunch of garbage, junk traffic that wasn't really going to convert. So sessions are artificially inflated. So again, that's why I like to start at the big numbers, the big metrics that everyone looks at, understand the goal, the forecast, and uh, help me go in the right direction, pick the fork in the road and, and go. So from there, I will take the metrics and go one level deeper. So I will try to look at as much as I can and as much as it's been set up in the account. Look at things like add the cart percentage, checkout funnel percentage, as I mentioned before, percentage of orders with discount codes, so looking at all of these metrics that are a little bit more funnel-based and try to see if any big trends stand out from these. So it could even be your add to cart to initiate checkout. So how many people that add to cart actually proceed to the first step in checkout or, or a step in checkout? So I like to look at those to see, okay, were there any big changes, any big deviations, whether it was September, October, November this year, or looking back to last year, any big differences and then that will help me understand, okay, what's, or help me ask the questions, what's changed? Was there a new cart page implemented? Was there know, a new upsell modal or something that might have been implemented on the site that didn't exist last year or even six months ago that could tell us a story on, okay, we implemented a change, it impacted traffic this way, good or bad. And again, this is where I can't really answer other questions, but I'm using this data to help me ask better questions to you. 
anytime you go, I go through this type of analysis, it is a two-way conversation. It is not a, I'm going to be able to answer everything and see in the crystal ball, everything that's going on underneath the hood. So that, those are the non-obvious metrics that I will look at. And same thing, try to do as many ratio or percentage-based charts, line graphs, et cetera, to help me pick out those big increases or decreases. Now, depending on how consistent the UTM tagging structure is, this would be the second area that I would look at. So our email and SMS flows or Facebook prospecting versus remarketing traffic. If these, let's say they are tagged consistently year over year, then I will start to peel back this onion a little bit of understanding okay, how are different campaign types performing? So I can look at these same metrics I just went through, but now start to look at these through the segment of a specific channel, specific campaign type, and see if there are any big outliers. And a lot of this analysis, the way I look at it is I'm looking for outliers. And again, outlier doesn't always mean a bad thing. Outlier can be a good thing. Like, holy cow, did you know this campaign or this search keyword or whatever it might be? Did you know that this is 5x of what it was last year? So that's the UTM tagging structure. Again, if it's consistent on a channel by channel, so source medium, campaign name, et cetera, then I'll start digging into this as well. The third one, so look, just continuing down this path of looking at the distribution of traffic, I would start at a macro level. So I would not segment by a channel, campaign, et cetera, but I'm looking at the distribution of traffic. So where's traffic going this year compared to last year? Is it highly custom landing pages? Is it the home page? Is it collection pages? Is it product pages? So give me a sense of, okay, 30% of traffic is coming into product pages this year. 50% were going to products last year. How did that funnel perform? Which is better? Once you have these, then you can start layering down this by channel. Typically, once you do a bulk report where you're looking at landing pages by a product or collections. And you can do this just through the native universal analytics reports. Just go to landing pages and the filter. Just do uh, include products, excludes. This one is always a little bit tricky if your URLs include. So if your product URLs include collections and products. For the product page filter, you can just do include products. But if you are looking at collection pages, the filter would be includes collections, excludes products. So just keep that in mind depending on your URL structure. So once I have that filter looking at just product pages, then you can change your primary dimension around. You can look at source medium or at, at a secondary dimension. So you can do a lot of this just within the GA UI. And then if needed, just export this into a CSV or a Google Sheets. And then you can do some, some quicker analysis through Excel. So again, looking at distribution of traffic, where are the big buckets, where are they going? How are those funnels performing? And how does that break down by channel? Next, I'd look at remarketing campaigns. So what are some of the inbound campaigns like email, SMS, et cetera? Where are these links going? Where were they going last year? Where are they going this year? If they are landing in checkout or landing on the cart page, what does that funnel look like? Generally going to be significantly smaller amounts of sessions and data that you're looking at, but a 10 to 20% increase in performance for email or SMS coming into a cart or checkout page that is going to have a substantial impact and increase on your aggregate conversion rate metrics, RPV metrics, et cetera. So again, what I'm trying to do here is just see what's changed, what's the same, 
where are people falling off? Are people falling off at the discount step and checkout? And that correlates with a high percentage of discount coupon code usage compared to the last six months, et cetera. So are there different things that you can do there with coupon code or just having flat discounts auto applied or whatever it might be. So again, looking at where are these campaigns coming in, are they very heavily discount oriented, coupon code oriented, dropping people's right in the checkout. Maybe they're not quite ready to go into checkout. But again, just looking at that type of funnel and that behavior analysis, you'll see where people might be falling out of the funnel. Of course, I would also look at event tracking. So behavior event tracking. This is things like what navigation, what nav item are people clicking on, what content blocks are people clicking on, are videos helping or hurting. And this one likely comparing this year compared to last year, unless your site is the exact same, your event tracking will be very different. So comparing things like your main nav click, especially if you are an Elobar customer and we've set up your event tracking, you should be able to do a lot of your main event, like your standard events across the site, you can do a year over year analysis. But if you added a new content block or a feature this year that didn't exist last year, obviously you would not be able to compare that. But here I'm looking for, this is more of a what's happening right now, just highly triggered events. So high number of sessions, low conversion rate, or low sessions, high conversion rate, or just outliers in general. And this can help inform strategy looking forward to the rest of the year. Because if I see behavior that is enabling conversion, but it has a low usage, then it might tell me as a, an analyst, maybe we should test trying to highlight this particular feature or option to be a little bit more prominent in the flow or hide certain areas. So if the homepage is just stacked up with tons of content, so it's slower to load and people aren't really scrolling down and clicking on the lower blocks, I might say just get rid of it and just focus on like, what's the one thing that you want a customer to do and focus that way. So this type of analysis, when we get to event, tra event tracking is a little bit more on the CRO side and a little bit more room for personal bias or interpretation, but again, trying to use some of this data to back those recommendations. So with all that said, going back to the original question of how is this year comparing to last year and what can I do about it? There are macro trends or macro movements that start to get me out of the world of Google Analytics, where GA was not built to answer some of these questions in an entirety and into a shared analysis potentially with someone on your team or another agency, et cetera. So an example of this might be looking at, okay, let's pull all, all of our GA conversion performance by channel. So just think, if I just wanna look at prospecting, just gonna look at Facebook traffic performance from GA and do a layered report with a new customer report from Shopify and Facebook spend. So again, GA performance by Facebook, new customers to file from Shopify and Facebook spend, and again, turn these into line graphs that you can overlay one another. And this will start to give me that trend of, okay, if, if spend has done X and I'm seeing the new customers and Shopify Y, how does that compare to what Google Analytics is telling me? And again, if they start to diverge, that might say Facebook is performing better, worse, et cetera, when it comes to and when it comes to prospecting. You can also look at auction data from Google Ads. So impression share and just how are your different campaign types? Are you performing? Are you capturing market share, market demand? 
So is there the same higher, lower demand this year for your product than last year? If demand is significantly higher, but you aren't seeing that reflect in your Google Ads performance, then is it a Google Ads campaign issue or setup issue or content creative issue, et cetera? So then you can start getting into click-through rates and are you on position one, et cetera? And this is this certainly gets out of my personal realm of expertise when it comes to really nuanced Google Ads account structures. And this is where that handoff would go into the Google Ads media buying team where I might be able to pick out a few insights here and there. And then that might seed them to go and find the uh, actionable takeaway or actionable insight 10 times faster than I might. And then you can also look at other trends. So Google Trends, this gets you a little bit into that non-branded industry. So do you see your industry or your related industry terms? Are, is search demand going up or down compared to last year? And uh, this can also just give you a little, a little bit of that non-GA. What's the right way to put this? A little fuzzy, maybe that uh, I'll just use the word fuzzy. So Google Trends, it's obviously measuring demand of search intent. So if you are in a big enough market, you can search your keywords there and see if demand is going up or down. I actually don't know. I didn't look to see how often they refresh, but it's usually, I don't call it within a week or so, you'll see, or maybe a month of uh, search impression or demand-related data. So just to put a recap on this, this is obviously might sound like a lot to do. So you don't necessarily need to do everything, but just start with those big metrics Start with the goal. What was the forecast going into it? And it's never too late to make tweaks or changes because even if it's Black Friday, Cyber Monday this year, I would imagine getting into December, there's still going to be a lot of promotions going on, a lot of demand that you all are trying to create, brands are trying to create. It'll likely spill into January as well, depending on the market that you're in. But a lot of this data analysis and insights, especially if it slows down a little bit for you, you can peel back some of these reports and then apply them to the rest of the year to help you ensure you're squeezing as much as you can out of 2022 before we turn the page into 2023. So hopefully this was helpful. A lot of this analysis you can do just in universal analytics. If you want to get a little bit out into the wild, go to Data Studio and connect to your UA account to try to create some of those blended charts and line graphs. And uh, as always, if you have any questions, feedback, shoot me an email, brad at getlovr.com. And with that, I wish everyone who is in the middle of holiday season, I hope you have a great one and I will talk to you next week. Did you enjoy today's episode? If so, we release two new episodes per week. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else that you subscribe and listen to your podcasts. I also have a favor to ask. I'd really appreciate if you could leave a comment or a review so I can learn exactly how to improve future episodes for you. And last but not least, if you want to connect with me, find me on LinkedIn by searching Brad Redding at Elevar. That's E-L-E-V-A-R. Or you can DM me on Twitter. My handle is I am Brad Redding. I look forward to connecting with you. Thanks again. Thanks again.